This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bill Parker joins us now. He is former CEO and also president of the East West Institute, retired U.S. Naval officer who commanded three warships. And uh, Dr. Parker, uh, let's talk about first what's going on with Russia, Ukraine, because there's some big developments there. Uh, there was a drone strike. I'm sure you saw this on a neighborhood in Russia, uh, not too far from where apparently Putin was. And then on the flip side, lots of attacks in Kiev. Where is this going? This is really the ante is really upping now with Russia, Ukraine war. Well, the ante is upping. Uh, first of all, good to be back on your show. Uh, but it, it is uh, increasing significantly right now. Uh, we we expected this would happen over the last few months. Um, uh, Putin is is losing control in uh, in many ways, uh, and and so I think you're going to start seeing the threat of possible use of uh, weapons of mass destruction. I think that there is a major threat against the. Um, uh, the nuclear power plants that are there, and that's significant. You only need to look at what happened in Chernobyl and the impact of Belarus, which makes you scratch your head of why they're talking about bringing nuclear weapons into Belarus now. Well, wait, Doctor Parker, I get, you got to. Can you clarify? Are you saying the threat of, or where are you going with that? We all went, wow. Well, I mean, n- nuclear weapons are, are certainly going to be moved into Belarus. I mean, that was an agreement that uh, Lushenko and and Putin have made. Uh, that they're going to to deploy those weapons uh, forward. And it's interesting what Lushenko recently said. He said that uh, the union state of Belarus and Russia uh, is offering to other friends of Russia and Belarus that if they want nuclear weapons, all they got to do is join their union. Uh, so, So this is significant. And it goes back to the discussions we've been having over the last year and a half that if the United States looks weak in any way, whether it's leaving Afghanistan, whether it's how we deal with Syria, whether it's how we deal with the Chinese, et cetera, if they look weak, others are going to try to take advantage of that and say, and this may be our one opportunity to misbehave or to get what we want. And for Putin, what he wants is to reestablish the former Soviet Union in its glory days as he looks at it. That's quickly fading, isn't it, uh, Dr. Parker, that kind of a dream yeah. of Putin? Well, it's, it's quickly uh, fading for, uh, for Putin, for sure. It's also quickly uh, fading for, uh, uh, for other countries if they're not careful. I mean, Rome, didn't, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it fell pretty darn fast. And so you have to look at the size of our Navy, the size of the Chinese Navy. You have to look at whether or not we are standing up to certain uh, thugs around the globe. And, and I think that's, that's very important. I mean, you're talking about Belarus as a country that's the size of Kansas, that has the population that's just slightly larger than New York City. And, and they're going to bring nuclear weapons in and basically uh, thumb their nose at the United States. And then pass them out to other nations also. What's all that about in the end? Why did Putin give them to Belarus? And why is Lukashenko saying we'll pass them to other, other nations? I think there's a couple things going on there. Number one, I think that, that Putin sees that his own country 
uh, is threatened in, in uh, many ways. Uh, the drone strike, as you mentioned today, is just one example of that. And I think he says, well, if we can expand that and we have weapons of mass destruction in numerous countries, uh, that's a good thing. Now, Lukashenko and, and Putin have both come out and publicly said, hey, look, the United States has uh, special weapons in numerous other countries to include uh, Germany and other countries uh, to use. And we're just doing the same thing here. We're not breaking the nonproliferation treaty. When you look at the nonproliferation treaty, it really doesn't specifically say you can't move them around, but it does say you can't train others and you can't have others use them on your behalf. Wow. So where do you see this going? I mean, this is really scary stuff, uh, Dr. Parker, when we're hearing this. Where do you see? Because both sides are sort of uh, puffing their chests. On the other hand, we're also hearing Ukraine saying basically the offensive is underway. Uh, They were happy about this strike within Russia. Russia says they're going to do something back. You talked about all the nuclear dynamics. What's happening next? This seems this seems like a really dangerous period. It is a dangerous period, and we predicted on your show um, about uh, three months before uh, Putin decided to roll into Ukraine that if something wasn't done significantly and quickly, like bring Ukraine into NATO or other actions like that that were significant, that this war would happen. So it's happened. Uh, So where do I think this is going to go? I think you're going to see an increase in uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction being spread around the globe. And when that happens, you lose control of where that fissile material is. So you have the North Koreans that are working on it. You have the Iranians that are working on it. You have other countries that are working on it. But now if you start getting those former Soviet bloc countries that aren't sure whether or not they want to be friends with Russia or the United States, but they want to be friends with the winner, whoever that's going to be, they are going to start aligning themselves with them. And you're going to see that reaction. I also think somebody needs to keep a very, very close eye on our relationship with Turkey right now. We can't forget that Turkey is the second largest army in NATO. And uh, this election has a lot of uh, implications behind it. So we need to watch this and we need to watch that relationship very carefully over the the coming months. I know that uh, Biden uh, reached out to um, Erdogan, I think, today or yesterday. But uh, still, we need to watch that relationship very carefully. Absolutely. Dr. Parker, thank you. You are terrific.